Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. All right, get our party pants on. Are you ready? Are you ready? Why are you laughing? Oh, we need to create leggings that say party pants. That is so genius. I'm going to write that down. That'll be at our merch table. It has to be. I would wear them all the time. Well, today's going to be a good show. That's how we just started this. It's going to be good. That's all I have to say. Welcome to this show. Welcome. Putting the party pants on. Party pants. Confetti to the face because we're celebrating. Candace, can you believe it is our last episode? No. 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 What are we going to do next Monday? We're going to be like, not here. It's going to be reruns for a lot of people. (laughs) Catch up season. Catch up season. Catch up. Yeah. I'm excited for today. We're going to learn why you should make celebration a discipline in your life. Because whether it's a big work achievement or your kid's first steps or your best friend's accomplishments, we should be celebrating. So we're going to hear about some of the traditions you all have over the holidays And we're going to learn what God has to say about it all. We're not just shutting down the Debbie Downers. We're shutting down the Grinches. The Grinches. We're shutting down the Debbie Downers. We're shutting down the Negative Nancys, the Grinches. Yes. The Doubting Davids. I don't know. I needed a guy name in there and I couldn't figure (laughs) out what I had to say. I needed to include the men. But yeah, we're going to shut up all the complaining and we're going to celebrate the freedom we have from all of that should. Let's kick off this celebration by sharing how God is using this podcast to make an impact. Dad Zookeeper. Yeah, you know who you are. Dad (laughs) Zookeeper. Hold on. I just need to know. Is he saying that his children are like a zoo? And and I was feeling maybe, maybe, or is he like a real zookeeper? And he's like, I've got dad jokes, so I'm gonna make my username Dad Zookeeper. Like that's my profession, and I'm a dad, and I'm being very pragmatic about my username. I don't know, but it, Dad Zookeeper, regardless, you gave us five stars, and this is what you said. He said, I just caught up with all of the episodes of this podcast multiple times as I have been listening with my AirPods in my ears. My children have asked me, what is so funny? And as I'm trying to control my LOLing, and yes, I mean laughing out loud, while at the same time I have lots of love for what you are offering us in each episode, <laughs> your topics each week have been incredibly applicable and your humor and joy is infectious. I need this weekly dose of encouragement to shut up the shoulds in my life. 
your interviews of special guests. Thank you, ladies, for being faithful to the Lord's leading and for sharing your hearts and your joy with us. I look forward to future episodes. Zookeeper. <laughs> Zookeeper. I wanna, Thank you. I want to side hug you so bad. Like, so, <laughs> oh, step back from that. I said side hug. Good it's night. so bad. If you want a side <laughs> hug from Candace, leave a, leave, a, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or however you listen. You might get that so bad of a side hug. Join the party. Join the party every week. Put your party pants on. <laughs> Put your party pants on. That's right. Man. I have so much vision for what my party pants should look like. That's not neither here nor there. But I will say the moment that we get somebody that that gets us and that says that they cannot wait to listen to us every week. This is the only thing sad about that is that this is our last episode of season one. It's like I feel bad. He's saying I can't wait. And I'm like, well, we won't be here next week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we carry vision for a season two. Dun, dun, dun. Cliffhanger. Candace, you are an expert at buying things that bring you joy. I am. I, I am. You should buy it. This product this week is something that you really should buy. And listen, I love it. Jenny loves it. We both have uh, multiples of it. Yeah. Um, what, what are we talking about, Jenny? We're basically talking about our merch. And here's the reason yes. why you should get it. It's so much fun wearing Shut the Shut Up merch every time I wear it. And I really feel like it's a good thing just to have, even if it, if you're wanting to celebrate the holidays with family, you know, the mother-in-law that tells you you should have cooked the... Um, recipe for her cheese ball the way that she does it you know I mean just it's a silent protest wearing that merch you're just basically saying shut the shit up right but not only that here's what else you should buy we've added to our merch just because of this celebration episode party pants party pants I literally invented this two minutes ago and I feel so right (laughs) We are giving you the opportunity to buy (laughs) leggings that will be your legit party pants. You need to eat some extra dessert and turkey. You need to have some Christmas ham and you need to have the space to fill them up. Well, that's fine. Get some of the party pants, put them on and get ready for a party all day long. Can we put pizza on our party pants? I just feel like it really fits. Tacos. Absolutely. Okay. You can wear those party pants anywhere you want to. They're <laughs> leggings. If it's too cold where you live, put them on underneath your other pants and nobody knows. Nobody has to know that you've got a party on the inside. That's all I'm saying. Party pants. You need them. You should buy them. They're worth it. And they're worth every single penny. I think it might be one of the greatest projects we've ever released together, Candace. <laughs> it's a good Christmas gift. I'm just saying. Oh, but size up. Size up on the shirts, you guys. That's our life advice for you. Yeah, when you buy these wonderful official merch of Shut the Shut Up, you're going to want to size up on anything that's a top. Uh, Sweatshirt, hoodie, long sleeve, short sleeve, doesn't matter. Just go one size up. We discovered they fit, but man, they highlight and accentuate the right things when you you wear them. So go ahead and go a size up if you don't want to be a stumbling block. You called in with your questions. You shared with us your shoulds. 
We just wanna listen And maybe we can do some good You said what? One thing we love about our podcast is you! And recently, we invited you to call in and tell us the way that you celebrate the holidays. I did that through an Instagram post, but I've got to share one of the things on the Instagram post made me just so curious. I want you to hear what C.R. Brown said. She said, we decorate gingerbread houses on Christmas Eve with the sole purpose of blowing them up with fireworks <laughs> on New Year's Eve. And it's awesome. Why am I not doing this in my life? We should do it. How did we miss that party train? It's genius. <laughs> like, cause I'm going to tell you, I'm never going to eat that rock hard gingerbread house. I'm never going to eat it. Right. It should be blown up. <laughs> Before we listen to your calls, if you'd like to be featured in season two and talk about all the shoulds in your life, just call 315-308-0163. Now listen to these. These are some of the ways that you celebrate. Hey, ladies, this is Jennifer from Mooreville, Mississippi. I wanted to let you guys in on a little bit of a tradition that I do with my kids before Christmas. They each have a tree in their room. I have two kids, 10 and 6 years old. I do 12 days till Christmas, and they get to open up a new book each morning. So they look forward to it. They love it. They love to get new books, and it encourages them to read and to use their imagination a little bit. So hopefully you guys can maybe even use that with your kids and um, anyone else who might be listening and maybe try that with their kids because I know that my kids love it. It's Jackie from Colorado, and my favorite tradition that me and my family do is make a birthday cake for Jesus. It turns into an awesome celebration that is so fun for the whole family. My daughter's already drawing up ideas on how to decorate her cake. So we can't wait to to do that. So I thought I'd share that with you guys. Love you so much. Thanks for your podcast. My name is Christina Hurd. So our last name is Her, H-E-R-R, and at like one in the morning, like the night before Thanksgiving, when my kids were like, I don't know, five and two and one, because the best ideas come to you very late at night, I think, in that stage. Um, anyways, I decided out of a paper plate and some scrapbook paper, I was going to make um, a little character called Herky the Turkey, see the play on our last name, Herky the Turkey. And um, and so I did, and then the next day I had cut out like three, two or three feathers for everyone in the family, and we all had to write down or say two or three things that we were thankful for, and then we shared them together as we like taped them to the back of our herky the turkey turkey. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, and so every year we pull out this raggedy paper plate. We make new feathers every year. We save the old feathers and we look through them and just kind of reminisce. And that's our Thanksgiving tradition. Instead of confetti like praise, Christmas for days. <laughs> Feels so right. So in this segment for Christmas for days, we're going to rapid fire for 30 seconds. The things we want for Christmas. All right. I've got the timer. I'm going to oh, do. Look at you. I'm on it. I'm on it. I can't even wait. This is my favorite part. When do you start making your Christmas list? Because I make mine in June. Mm, okay, well, I just came off of my birthday, so I'm going to recycle over some of the things onto that <laughs> list. So I feel like I'm going strong-ish. Okay, on your mark, get set, Christmas for days. 
I want hot tamales. Uh, alarm clock that lights up. Ooh, I want an Apple Watch series, whatever the newest one is. Yes. Wow. I want um, this back massager that warms up your back oh, at the same time. Oh, my gosh. I want a two-hour massage paid for, done, nobody around. Ooh, copy that, copy that. Oh, I also want some slippers that are actually have the grips on the bottom of the feet. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I want uh, that fancy coffee maker. Oh! Done, done. It's over. I started kind of feeling um, weird being like, I want, I want. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, but like, that's your Christmas list. It's Christmas for days. I just am feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling the Mariah Carey song. I am too. I don't want a lot for Christmas. Mm. This is all I'm asking for. I want. <laughs> yes, I want. Aren't you going to hit the high note? That's really what I wanted. Oh. <clears throat> I'm clearing my throat for you. It's going to be so good. All I want for Christmas is you. You, baby. Yes. All the lights are shining. No, I'm kidding. Stop it. Stop right there. It really is amazing the things that we tell ourselves that we should and shouldn't do. The things that we constantly play on repeat in our heads. Come on now. What do we say? All right, so we're talking about celebrating and how to have a culture of celebration. Candace, will you just like, let's just talk about it. The day that we're recording this episode is actually a day of celebration for me in my house right now. Today is the day, and this is maybe a weird celebration, but it's my re-birthday. So I actually make a bigger deal in our home about re-birthdays than birthdays. So my kids and my husband know that we celebrate more and gift more on the day that you gave your life to Jesus, because we really feel like that's the day that your life began, like your real life, you know, your eternal life. And um, so we actually have two days a year that we celebrate birthdays, but we know that the rebirth day is a bigger day. So today's mine, the day that we're recording this episode. So yay! Happy birthday. Happy rebirth day. Thank you. Why we do this, it's so important to just set up stones of remembrance. Yeah. Like when I look through scripture, there were always these moments where after an event that was an encounter with God, there would be some sort of way that the people of God would remember it and they would tell it to generations behind them. And it would all be to just point back to look what God has done. And I feel like we lose that culture of celebration. Yeah. Easy. Yes. Like we, we kind of just go, oh, that was fun, wasn't it? Did you see my highlights on the Instagrams about it? <laughs> What's really weird in our culture right now is we believe celebration has to be done in a way that's performance-based. Yeah. Where we we have a great Pinterest board built around, let me show you how I do it in this theme or the things that I bought to pull off my celebration or the things that I created and made that are actually so gorgeous and photographable. I think there's value in that to an extent, but I think we're losing the heart of what celebration really is. Yeah. And I feel like we're in a culture that doesn't understand. You can celebrate in the most small, tiny ways and really reach the heart of the matter of what you're celebrating. That needs to be the culture of what we bring with our celebratory lives is to be able to say, 
I celebrate so much and honor so much that when it's absent, you perk up and you notice. Mm. Like, I want people to notice that in my life. Like, wait a minute. She's not celebrating this. I wonder what's wrong. Yeah, I think you hit on a key word when you said honor because Mm. we have, and we'll talk about this in the he said what section, but we have opportunity to honor God in the way we celebrate and what we celebrate and what we choose to highlight and not highlight. And I know for us as a family, when we do birthdays, Mm. we'll have, you know, small birthday parties with the kids and they can invite some friends over. And this year for my son, we're at a new school district. He picked out uh, his four friends he wanted to invite over and it was so sweet to get to meet them all. And I, and there, he just turned eight. So it's second grade. And I said, guys, what we do at birthday is we go around the table and we say the one thing we love about the person or the one thing we love to do with the person. And I asked a bunch of eight year old boys, I'm like, do you guys want to do that? And they all instantly said, yes. And they like spoke life. It was the, I almost was like a crying mess. They went around and they spoke life to my son and said the things they loved about him. And it just honored Mm. him. You could see it on his face. Like he felt so celebrated. And of course, don't, don't, don't just do that one time a year, but it is the time we're so intentional to oh my do that and it was powerful it was powerful for me i was like <laughs> well hello i i mean i've been the new kid in a school at his age and i remember feeling so disconnected and isolated and the new kid and what that felt like and to walk into a school cafeteria and go where do i sit down yeah, you know yeah. and for him to have these friends it's such an early stage of a move in a new culture in a new city for them to go yeah i got things i want to say that's great about him that is a blessing friend i mean like yeah. how great does that make your entire family feel i mean that's oh that warms my heart yeah. on so many levels those moments of celebration carry you too when when you don't when you're struggling or when you feel down we think about those moments oh well we were celebrating what god's doing over here mm. it almost catapults you into the promise of things to come Woo! i feel like that was deep come on celebration catapults you into your promises yeah man that's good that is good jenny Crap, I could sit on that for days. Not crap, but like, you know. Crap, party (laughs) pants. Let's get our party pants on and talk about that. Yeah. I just should my party pants. (laughs) Maybe not put that. I don't know. Let's pray about it. I don't need to pray about it. That's a hard yes for me. That will go forward. I do believe we are hitting on something huge. Celebration not only catapults promises from God, Celebration that actually couples with honor leads to moments that are not only memorable, but maybe they fuel you for the next season, the next whatever you're about to walk into. So I don't know. I I feel like celebration is something we overlook always. Right. Because like you were saying about like the Pinterest parties and like we, we have this culture that builds it up to you have to spend a million dollars and have a horse and pony show rocking around in the backyard. No, (laughs) your celebration can be as simple as what I love about this person is this. I bought an inflatable and we, we hired nine clowns. They're all from the actual circus. And, um, and every single plate is my grandmother's china. Yeah, we're letting our four-year-old use that. That's fine. And um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that you don't do that. If that's how you find celebration and you feel like 
hey, this is doing it up big. Right. There's, I'm not saying squash it down and everybody can't do that. But I feel very personally for me that this year we have one Christmas sack that we're filling up. And if it's any more than that, we're not getting it. And we feel as though we're scaling down because we told them last night, we want this Christmas to be less about stuff and more about together. Yeah. And, um, and we're making a list that's going on a whiteboard in our kitchen of all the things that we want to do, the movie marathons that we want to have, the board games, the Polar Express Christmas bingo game that we play in our car as we look for Christmas lights and inflatables and we get our pajamas on and, and mom makes hot cocoa in a special cup for you to take in the car. You know, I mean, those are the things that we want to do to celebrate that cost a little bit less, but that remain in our hearts much longer than the toys that break. You know? Yeah. Yeah. When I think back of my childhood and like the Christmases that stand out, I mean, I got to be honest, I did get a Teddy Ru- Rupskin. Am I saying that right? Oh, Rupskin. Teddy Rupskin Rup. from my Nana, who is my Italian grandmother. So we call her Nana. And that was like game like, yes and amen. I wanted that so bad. And she gifted to me. It was so kind. But other than that, Okay, and my cash register that I got. <laughs> no, I'm listing all the great gifts I got. You're actually touching something huge. There is a season that a gift absolutely belongs with celebration. Yes. Absolutely. Especially, I I mean, growing up poor. And I'm not just talking about like, oh, we were kind of poor. I'm talking like, I remember a Christmas where all I got was a package of socks and a Lifesaver candy roll. Hmm. And I mean, and I mean, like that was my Christmas and I got an orange in my stocking. There was a season where a gift in the middle of celebration was the most important thing because I knew the value and I knew the cost and I knew that you were actually assigning value, not just to an object that you were giving to me, but you were assigning value to me to say that you're worth spending that on, you're worth me saving to get that for you, you're worth me celebrating your life and how much I love you by giving you this. Those are gifts that I still have now. Yeah. Like as a grown up, 40 years old, I still have the Cabbage Patch Kid that my daddy gave me mm. when I was a little kid. You know I mean? And, um, and I will say this too, sometimes gifts, gifts of remembrance are a huge part of celebration too. There was one Christmas where my dad surprised all of us. Ooh, I may cry. I'm going to try to rein it in. (laughs) We we hit a nerve. There was one Christmas where my dad um, surprised all of us grown-up kids. We've all grown up. We've been out of the house. We've been married years. And we start opening just one little present from him. And for my brother, Mark, it was a Batmobile that he never got that he wanted. Mm. And he's like a 43-year-old man at this point. And for my sister... 42 years old, she opens up an easy bake oven. And for my brother, David, this huge matchbox car collection, like in the case that had the snaps and that vinyl on it to hold all of them in, he found it. And for me, it was another Cabbage Patch Kid. And it was all of us, the four of us kids opening them on that Christmas morning as we've got our own families and own kids bawling our eyes out Uh. because we knew there was a moment we couldn't get those things and we wanted them. But to just have, oh, just have somebody remember you really wanted this. 
And I wanted to make that come true. No matter how delayed it was, it actually made it way more impactful than if we would have got it as a kid. It actually celebrated us and celebrated the relationship that we have with our father in a way that I can't remember it being more um, beautifully illustrated. You know, as I'm sitting here um, thinking about that moment, that moment was in the midst of us really having a hard year and it felt like I'm celebrating the fact that I am your dad, regardless, maybe some of the hiccups that we've had. I'm celebrating the fact that you'll always be my kid. Mm. You'll always be my child that I love with that love of a father. And I feel like celebration is something we just don't do very well because we feel like we can just you know, toss it aside and throw it away and let it be a part of another day. But it offers us a chance to pause, receive gratitude, and express gratitude. And lastly, it, it, it affords us the ability to connect. You know, celebration gives us something that we can't necessarily find on a daily basis is connection. And um, whether it be to a moment or a person, It allows us that to just connect with your dad. I feel, well, I feel like what you're expressing was redemptive. Ooh. And it was the celebratory moment that brought redemption. And I think I just want to speak to the ones that had, have been in a position where you have felt like there were moments of redemption that you could bring celebration into. And you felt like, oh, well, maybe this is silly. Why would I do that? Or this, this feels like it might be weird. I, I want to challenge you. Like you just heard Candace's story and it's powerful. There's powerful redemption that can happen when you step into those moments and you celebrate things are not lost and you have opportunity to honor those around you in a redemptive way by celebrating them. So step into those moments. You okay? <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to stop recording for a second? No. Okay. We're okay. Do you want to dig in deeper? Or no, you're like that's enough. <laughs> Should I use that? Should I use that soundbite? You blowing your nose. Uh, I'm just. Um... Yeah. Give me one more blow. No, my nose, real quick. So here's the crazy thing. We were in the middle of talking about celebration and that memory of my dad with those gifts that he gave us as grown-up kids. And this is where our show is honest (laughs) yeah um just currently right now there's strained relationships in my family for different reasons and i'm telling you when we say that celebration it brings honor i don't think that we can pass this moment without stepping into it with transparency sometimes 
if you have a strained relationship or if you're mourning the loss of celebrations that you can't do anymore, like for, for some that are listening right now, I have no doubt this is not an exciting episode to them because they feel grief for the things that they're not able to celebrate. They feel as though this holiday season is going to be rough. Um, And you know what? My pastor says it well when he says Christmas really isn't the season of joy for everybody. It's a season of amplified feelings. So if you're in the middle of feeling absolute joy and I love Christmas and I'm Buddy the Elf running the streets, you know, I mean, that's (laughs) amplified to a thousand. But if you're walking through a season of grief or loss or a moment when you realize I won't be able to celebrate this. It amplifies that as well. You know, another holiday actually magnifies those feelings. And I'm telling you from a very, very personal place in my life right now, there are things that I cannot celebrate the same way, but I will find a way to celebrate them this year. And I will find a way to bring honor to those places that have either been broken torn down or non-existent. And I'm talking very specifically, if you've lost a loved one, if you've, Mm. if you've lost somebody on Christmas day, I mean, I have friends that one of them specifically lost his dad, woke up on Christmas morning. His dad was gone. I mean, just passed away in his sleep and Christmas is not a holiday that he's like, let me celebrate. You know, I I just want to pause here and acknowledge that celebration isn't always going to come easy, but it doesn't mean that you corner it or you table it or you put it aside. Like there's a way to celebrate even in the grief and there's a way to honor. You know, for me this year, there are some areas that I'm grieving and that I'm experiencing loss on a level that I can't be very public about because it affects the people in my life that are still private about it. Yeah. But for me, I know that there's intentionality that I'm going to celebrate, whether it be getting out scrapbooks and memories and actually thinking upon the things that have been wonderful seasons, or whether it's just doing something in honor of that person that I've lost. You know, I mean, I'm going to personally make a donation to a charity that's very close connected to this situation in my life. And I'm going to do it to honor that person. And that, that may be my only celebration is to say, I'm going to just do this as a small celebration of what this person's life has meant to me and what it continues to be mean to me, even in the loss and even in the grief. So I just want to encourage listeners that you're thinking, man, this is just so, they're all just talking about being so stinking happy and I can't feel happiness anywhere in my bones this year. Don't tune out. Tune in to the fact that maybe we're just giving you a new language to be able to celebrate. Because celebration ultimately brings honor. And celebration sets up a stone of remembrance to where when you need it the most. And I'm telling you, y'all, there are areas of my life where I need it bad. To where you need it the most. That can actually provide hope and clarity on days that you feel so much grief that you don't even know what to do with yourself or with your day. And um, you definitely don't want your party pants on. (laughs) You know? So I just feel like we'd be amiss if we didn't address those. Because I 
Man, I just felt like the Holy Spirit leading us to this part of the conversation. And I feel like you, you, you need to know as well that you're seen, that you're heard, and that your grief is real. But you have the authority to remind your grief what to do, not let your grief tell you how to celebrate. So we're going to move into the he said what section and talk about what the Bible teaches about celebrating. And it's literally what Candace just said. So. <laughs> So if you guys have your Bibles, grab your Bibles. We're going to look at 1 Thessalonians 5. And let me give you a little context before we dig in. So this is the Apostle Paul, and he's writing to the Thessalonian church. It's the first letter. And his goal with the letter is to encourage the new believers and to exhort them into godly living. So this is the final piece of his passage, and it's a benediction. So it's like this is the, the big final moment where he's like, go forth. And this is what he says. We urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faith-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. And then it goes on, uh, abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless Mm -hmm. at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. So the verse 16, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. The Greek word for rejoice is not only a feeling of expression of joy, Mm. but it actually is an action. It actually is an action that we get to choose. So he's saying, choose to rejoice always. Yes. Give God thanks. Remember what he has done. Mm. And then it's talking about don't quench the spirit. So the spirit of God, if you're a believer, you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit living in you to produce joy, produce gentleness, produce kindness. And we we have an opportunity to either choose to let the, like to go after those things, to actively participate in those things, or you can quench them down. And what I've been taking away from this passage is that we get to not snuff out the stuff that God wants us to celebrate. We get to step into it boldly and honor God in the process by celebrating how he's moving in and through you, how he's moving Hmm. in and through even the church you're a part of, how he's moving in and through your family. And we get to give thanks and celebrate and choose to celebrate. Even the small ways, they're big Mm. in the eyes of God. That's huge. I look at, you know, a lot of things that I take away from this passage, talk about pray, give thanks, do these things, admonish. You you may be great and nailing all those things that are your to-do list in this passage, but you're missing part of it if you don't celebrate. You're missing part of it if you don't rejoice always. If you're not continually having celebration a part of your routine. You know, I mean, there's several things that I feel like we're really good at in our faith and in our faith journeys. And we're like, man, I'm, I'm killing it over here. And then we see another part that's kind of throwaway. 
or we feel like it's a byproduct of what we're actually doing in obedience. But this is saying, no, it's still part of the commanding. Rejoice always and celebrate always. I mean, just on a daily, how do you celebrate? How do you celebrate? You know, it, it makes you think, did God actually set up times for us to celebrate? Does he see value in it? Does he see it as important? And when I look at the scriptures and when I look at even just the season that we're in right now, Jesus is the reason for the season. You know, I mean, I'm looking at, he has set up from the beginning appointed times. Look yeah. at the customs of the Jewish people. They have their own calendar with their own festivals and feasts that they follow. And I think there's beauty in knowing God's appointed times. As a matter of fact, God set up one of those appointed times to celebrate as the Feast of Tabernacles. And basically what that means is that during this time of year, people would pitch tents, they'd go live in them, and they do it for one sole purpose, to remember that God is their God and that he is with them. Did you know that Jesus was actually born during the Feast of Tabernacles? And he was born during this God-appointed time because he would become for us Emmanuel, the actual physical representation that God is with us. You know, God just doesn't haphazardly see our seasons and go, oh, yeah, that'd be a cool idea for this one. Like he's so intentional in every <laughs> single moment, even to what we're about to walk into and celebrate Christmas. You know, we can go back to the history of Christmas and be like, well, it was pagan because of the trees and it's this and this and it's not even <laughs> during winter. Okay, let's just pause and look at scripturally what it says. It says that Jesus came during this certain God appointed time where people were celebrating God is with us. And then he tells us forthcoming in even the Old Testament through the prophets that you will know him. He will come to you and he will be Emmanuel, God with us, Prince of Peace, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, a father as a child coming to us. That makes zero sense until you realize God set up moments of celebration. He set up appointed times for us to be looking upward, celebrating and honoring what he's doing. And this isn't just a season we walk in and we say, it's colder, it's darker, and we get presents and we get twinkly lights. This is a season that we remember I'm pitching a tent, you know, proverbially, I'm, I'm pitching a tent right now. I'm, I'm cuddling in with my people. I'm, I'm making a space to just be alone with God and remember you're with me. Regardless how I feel, regardless what this year has held, regardless what I think is coming ahead of me, I got to remember in this season right now and celebrate you, God, that you are with me. And how great for those that celebrate through the guise of Christianity to know that the actual Emmanuel, the God with us, the God's son would be a representation, the Messiah for us to know. Yeah, physically, he's done it. He's been with you. He came in order to die. He came in order to live again. And he came to fulfill everything that is a longing in your heart. Why wouldn't we celebrate? Why wouldn't we go nuts this time of year saying, I'm so grateful that you are with me, that you haven't left me, that you're not going to leave me. And I need to rejoice in that right now. Hey, let's pray. So we've been talking about celebrating and honoring God and 
creating space and, and choosing to enter into that. So we want to pray and just thank God for the things he's been doing uh, in our lives and in your life. And we want to just celebrate. So let's pray together. God, you are with us. You are with us in the highs and the lows, in the moments when we feel like celebrating, in the moments that we don't feel like celebrating. And not only that, you have been with us. I'm asking for not only myself and Jenny, but for those listening right now, that we will see this season, these moments that we are gifted the ability to celebrate. And I just want to say thank you for allowing us to celebrate the small, the big, the things that have molded us in grief. Thank you for allowing us to celebrate the tough things, the hard things, and yet even those things that seem to come easy. We know that they were never easy. <laughs> they were at a high cost for you. God, for listeners tuning in right now that just feel the weight of this season ahead of them, that it's not going to be celebratory to them. They already feel grief. They already feel sorrow. They already feel loss and they feel isolation. God, I ask right now that you would just restore to them the joy of why you saved them, God, why you became Emmanuel, God with us. I feel like for so long, we find ourselves caving and coming underneath the weight of everything that this world puts upon us. But God, I'm declaring over all of us right now that your burden is light. It's easy. And we can trade our heaviness for your lightness, your garment of praise. We can trade ashes and we can get beauty. God, we can celebrate the fact Maybe that not everything's gone our way. Maybe that we're in the middle of junk. We don't, we don't want to necessarily celebrate that. But what we can celebrate is the fact that you are faithful and that you are with us. And if you are with us, what could be against us? If you are for us, what could be against us? Bring to mind, put in our hearts, somebody that needs to know that they are celebrated and honored. Would you allow us to just think of them casually as we're going about our day? Maybe to not get them out of our head and thinking about what they've been doing under the scenes or under the radar when nobody was looking. God, can you give us creative ways to honor and celebrate somebody in our personal life that really needs to be celebrated? I just want to say thank you for being a good father. Thank you for being God with us. I feel like there's somebody that's been listening to the full season and they're not, they don't believe in Jesus. They've actually been rejecting the gift of him. And I see hmm. that Holy Spirit, like quickening their heart to who he is. And it's a, it's a season shift for them where they're coming in a relationship with him, like in a real genuine, powerful way. If that word was specifically for you and you've held on and listen to all these episodes of our show and you're still here. Well, thank you. I want to challenge you to go to church this Christmas season and it's it's going to feel different for you. 
for the first time, your eyes have been opened to who God is, who Jesus is mm. in your life. And you're going to, you're going to be able to celebrate in a new profound way. And we just urge you to find a gospel centered church that, that teaches the Bible and be a part of it. And yeah, it's scary to go to church for the first time. I understand that. Take a risk and see what happens. Mm. And we're celebrating we're celebrating you. We're celebrating how God is moving in and through you, not just you, but all the listeners mm-hmm. and uh, those in this community. And we're thankful for what God is doing. We love you so much, God. We desire to see your name, your goodness, all the things that you are be exalted, which is just a fancy word for celebrated <laughs> in our lives. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 I'll amen that. Hey, shut the shit up, everybody. We're going to talk to you next season. To share your should, call 315-308-0163. And you may be featured on an upcoming episode. If you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.